To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. I uh, once heard a friend refer to Food Lion as Ghetto Kitty. <laughs> Ghetto Kitty. <laughs> and I had not heard that before. I like and that. And I was like, I, I mean, Food Lion. That's kind of... It used, to be, it used to be a bylo. <laughs> bylo, the one that closed over here was not good at all. Uh-uh, I never yeah. went to that one. All well, the- I mean, like I went, but I didn't frequent. It. Yeah, I went every a uh, couple of times when like it just it does happen to be on the way home. Mm-hmm. But no, it was never worth it. It was always. Worth- and now that space is empty. Yeah, I think they should put a Dave and Buster's in there. Congrats, Katie. Katie said that um, she is officially a licensed cosmetologist and college grad. Congrats, that's awesome. That is so cool. Nice. Now I can... uh now you can give me hair tips because I've been cutting my own hair. He's already That's tried, not the same you? thing. Cosmetologist no. is. Uh, is ha- hairdressing cosmetology technically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's one of my roles. Of the two, of the two types of women you don't date, one is cosmetologist, and two is anyone that drives a PT cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> Those are interesting standards. <laughs> don't hate on the PT cruiser crew, okay? I mean, I love my PT and, and Katie is like, you know what? <laughs> there, sure. We have, there's a, Laura is also a cosmetologist. She's the Brazilian waxer. I'm sure y'all are exceptions though. Another one that I don't really, it's kind of a rule is I don't date a woman that has, that is a Pisces because like me, we're very cray, emotional. Cray. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Cray, cray. <laughs> what about Gemini's? What's the Gemini? Are they also crazy? I think I don't know. So. I just know Pisces are crazy. Gemini, I am a Pisces. Scorpios, so. I know you're, but you're not really supposed. To, I don't think you're supposed to end up with someone who's the same sign as you. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Mm. I could be wrong, because you're too much alike. You need someone to balance you out. Yeah. What's up, everybody? If you're new here, uh, this is Talk Mirror Me podcast. We are having a great time here in Charleston, South Carolina. The weather is pretty good. Partly cloudy. And we are live streaming. Got my two best friends here, Nicole, and I can't show you the other one, Luna. She's on the couch. <laughs> I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I actually thought he was going to say Hubble and Luna. I thought he was going to exclude both of us. Yeah. I'm not surprised or offended. We release episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also live stream every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on time. Mm-hmm. On time. On time. On the money. And then after this episode and every like every other Saturday, we do a private live stream episode for our supporters, our Talk of Supremos. And you can you can sign up for that patreon.com slash talk murder, I think. Or just type in Talk Murder Patreon. I'm sure you'll find it if you do some digging. Good good luck. But the episode after this, we are talking about, you've never heard of this guy before, the Buttermilk Bluebeard. <laughs> Is this, that's the second episode? Yeah. I did get you buttermilk as requested. Yeah, this are is we having pancakes? A serial killer that you have never heard. No one has done this one, dude. And well, buttermilk bluebeard sounds they think like a they, dairy uh, pirate. <laughs> like, should we just go get some ice cream after this? Yeah. Or you guys can ponder on why they call him uh, 
buttermilk. <laughs> why, why that's in I'm his name? I'm afraid to really no, think no, about no, no, that no, without knowing it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I got that one for you guys. And tonight we have a we're doing an episode, a request from one of our supporters, Ashley. She's, She's on here. What up? What up, Ashley? She's up in Canada, and this is her request tonight. This is a Retea Parsons story. So Retea, as you'll you you probably need to say her name a few times because it, it took me a Retea. A while. Retea. So it's Heather spelled backwards, but you'll you'll see it spelled out. But that's how oh, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we will be doing that one here after we take shots and everything else. But that's all I got. Cool. Um, today's surprise shot request. Now that Jenna's back, we are gonna go on down the list. Um, this is for Christopher. 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 Sure, it's not Christopher. I mean, he spelled it Christopher. Nice. It's very. Uh, it could be Christopher. Christopher. All right, guys. And this is a specific request. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. <laughs> what, what the fuck was that? Cheers. Wait, we're doing, we're doing this and jello shots? Yeah. Oh, fuck. There's like the jello a shots. lot of jello shots. Oh, I made shit. them for 4th of July, but they didn't cool in time. All right, we'll need them. Cheers, Cheers Christopher. Cheers. Did I have Mountain Dew in it? Mm. That was. Oh, <laughs> fuck that. No. It was good. Mountain Dew and Southern you Comfort. You think that was good? How did you, can, you can't tell Mountain Dew's in there? I, How? I put it on the top so that it would have a little bit like you would put it. I can't tell Mountain Dew is in there. Well, it was. Like Mountain Dew specifically. That's a very Ugh. distinct flavor. Ugh. I liked it. This is everyone that's on here right now. We're taking, we're literally taking shots. Is it okay? Yeah, it's okay. It was just a very big shot. Oh. Good luck trying to get it all in one thing. <laughs> that's what they said. That's delicious. <laughs> Did you put Malibu in there? Mm-hmm. Well, we we actually had a, a Taco Supremo join literally like 10 minutes ago. Ooh, so how cool is that? That's nice. awesome. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Uh, Amanda, Riley, Jennifer, and Jennifer. Wow. Two Jennifers. Nice. Two more Jennifers. Riley, I messaged you and Amanda and Jennifer. Not the new one. But one of the big perks of doing the support thing is getting all the episodes, like all of them, ad-free on your favorite podcasting app. So Apple iTunes or whatever, it just shows up early and automatically. So make sure you do that because like, that's like the thing, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can we get another Jello shot? Yeah. Right yeah. This is a pretty sad case. I'm not going to lie. It's not brutal or anything else like we usually do, but it's really important. And this case is requested by... Our good friend Ashley, who I call Ashlea, <laughs> because I can't. I've never seen anyone spell their name like that. Ashley. Ash. Yeah, but her name is Lee. L e i g h. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Leah. Yeah. There's no a there. Oh, okay. But anyway, so tonight I'm gonna get started. We are going to Canada. We're going to Coal Harbor, and Ashley, I know you're on there. Where are you in relation to where this happened? Is this is this real familiar to you? As far as, because I, I feel like you may have heard this before, before the uh, documentary came out. And there is a documentary on Hulu or Netflix or something. I didn't watch it. I'm pulling all of this research, 90% of the research from a book by the victim's father. Okay. And that's what Nicole's going to read, read tonight. Five minute drive, Ashley says. Wow. Very close. Very, very close. Five minute drive. Oh, wow. So you heard about this when it happened and also all the other stuff that goes with this case that is, I don't know, 
pretty sad. All right, so we're going to... A- oh, she knows the victim's mother. Ooh. They work together. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to the morning of April 4, 2013. This is in Coal Harbor in Canada. Y'all may do the Google Earth or y'all get good. It's Canada. It's, it's like, I mean. We know where it is. It's North. Canada's great. You know, anyway. It's in the morning time, April 4th, 2013. Like I said, a father, Glenn, that's his name. And, and you'll hear a lot from him as far as in the book. He wakes up because the family dog, family dog's name is Ozzy. That's, I almost named Murphy that. Good oh, really? name. Good, good yeah. dog name. Yeah. I don't know, man. Not after Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know. Well, it was going to be Oscar, and I would call him Ozzy for short. Oh. Oscar the Grouch. I like it. Also, that's the name of the dog in Curb Your Enthusiasm. That works. But that's Uh, not why. Well, I think we got to keep going with the planetary theme at this point for us. I think Pluto might be the next one. Ozzy, the family dog, wakes up the father, as usual, dogs do when they have to pee. At least that's what he thought when he woke up. The dog's like, you know, what, what is it? Oh, hey, buddy. You know, you have to go P-O-T-T-Y. I can't say it because her dog is in the room. <laughs> she would start barking and run outside. No, she, she might... would literally just like start peeing on the couch. Let's be honest. <laughs> But this morning was a little different because Ozzy, he didn't have to pee, but he did look sad. Dogs seem to know things kind of before humans do sometimes. They can pick up these signals. And you'll see this is crazy that the dog knew this because Glenn is in his home by himself at this point. There was nothing to indicate to the dog that something was direly wrong except for the constant flashing of glenn's phone the missed messages the missed phone calls and that was the only thing that ozzy would be able to see so he could sense that there is like an emergency yeah he didn't want to look at his phone somehow ozzy knew and when he did look at his phone before he even put his pin number in there he immediately knew there was something wrong with his daughter his daughter's name is Retea. R-E-H-T-A-R-E, I always have trouble. R-E-H-T-A-E-H. Yeah, which is Heather spelled backwards. Her mom actually named, wanted to name her daughter that ever since she was a child. And you can see that in her Aww. book. That's that's Retea right there. She's so, so pretty. The dad knows something's wrong immediately. And I mean, I can just imagine because you know, you know something is bad, but you still force yourself to look at the phone. And tonight, Nicole's going to be reading from this book. I definitely recommend it. It's fantastic book as you can get. It's based, these books right here are the victim's family when they write the book you know it's going to be sad in every case but it's also going to be real it's going to talk not only about the family's struggle but about the dad's struggle about him coping it's sad man but it's a really good book and it's definitely recommended by me it's called my daughter retea parsons by glenn canning and susan mcclelland helped write the book i think She's an investigative journalist, so she kind of helped put things together. So it's, it's really well written is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is what Nicole's going to be reading from tonight. And Ashley, I'm going to send this to you right after this. So don't buy it. So it'll just, just look for it in the mail. So the dad puts in this pen. He knows the worst has happened. And this is from his own words. I quickly punched in the password access to my voicemail. Messages, several of them. All Leah, calm and collected. Glenn, Ray hanged herself last night. Glenn, Ray hanged herself last night. Glenn, Ray hanged herself last night. I wiped my perspiring forehead with a shaky hand thinking because of the flatness in Leah's voice that I must have heard wrong. I'm tired, I told myself. I'm trapped in my nightmares. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't a nightmare. She goes on to say, quote, we're at the hospital. 
I need you to get to the hospital right away. The doctors are not detecting any brain activity. Like I said, April 4th, 2013, she hangs herself, but she's still alive. She's still, oh, wow. she still has a chance. The doctors are not detecting any brain activity. She is alive. She doesn't have a lot of brain activity, but the dad noticed that she looked, quote, too warm, too comfortable, too cozy. Now, the ambulance brought her to the hospital and the doctors hooked her up to a breathing machine and a life-supporting machine. This is 17-year-old Rotea. So she is now fighting for her life at this point. The heart monitor showed beats slow but steady. My own heart fluttered and for a moment I thought the doctor was wrong. Ray would survive this. I leaned over and kissed my baby girl on the forehead. I then moved my lips close up to her left ear. When you wake up, I'll take you to McDonald's, I whispered. The mother, Leah, which Ashley said she worked with, puts a message on her Facebook page. This is in the hospital. Her daughter is clinging, clinging to the last. I mean, there's no, she, she's in a coma, deep coma. No, hardly any brain activity. And she's, she's trying to hang in there. And this is what her mom posts on her Facebook. My beautiful girl struggles with each breath. She fought depression for over a year now. She found found herself in a web of betrayal where friends turned against her. Still, she tried to get up over and over again. She was running on fumes and still she tried. They walked the streets happy. She sits in ICU fighting to survive. That's the world we live in. So what did you pick up from that? Um, that she was struggling with depression and that there was probably a friend issue that may have been the trigger triggering point yeah like bullying or something yeah she sits in the icu fighting to survive that's the world we live in now let's talk about her since she was a child she wanted to be a marine biologist her dad goes through his story and it's very honorable what his his father does and this is this really interesting his job He's a, a marine diver in Canada, and he has been for 25 years, I think, or probably even more. But for 20 years, his job was to deactivate mines left by the Nazis. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Isn't it? I, didn't I thought even... you were going to say the uh, the oil things, you know, the episode that we did where the... Oh, no. I mean, up. I guess the Nazis left a bunch of mines in the ocean. They had subs, Yeah. So his job was to clear these mines. Isn't that crazy? That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's really dangerous. He does go into one uh, death that impacted him when he was in service. Uh, Something, I don't don't know the physics, but something to do with the, the rebreather and a buddy. I guess the rebreather is something that they use. It's not an oxygen tank. It just, when you breathe out... It somehow scrubs out the carbon dioxide and turns it into oxygen. Anyway, if it if something's wrong with it, you just breathe in carbon dioxide. So his buddy actually died at the bottom of the lake. Very sad. Oh. But anyway, you can see how he goes into this and, and the father is... You know, recounting his own life and his struggles and issues. Man, it's, anyway, so tonight we are talking about Retea. She was 17, and before any of this happened, she did regular volunteer shifts at SPCA. And from what I saw, that from what I saw, she got that love from for animals from her mother. And there's plenty of photo, good photo, great photos of her. Caring for dogs. So, and she just is a natural with dogs, cats, parrots, whatever. She just loves, loves the animals. And that's why she wanted to be a marine biologist because she gets to work with uh, marine life. Marine life. Yeah. The dolphins. Whales and stuff. Lobsters. Now, Glenn Canning is the father. 
this is who we're talking about tonight. This is his book. These are her, his words, his exact words that we're reading tonight. So it's going to be extra sad. You did say that on the Discord that this was going to be a tearjerker. <laughs> yeah. I need to get another beer. And I'm talking more about Retea in a little bit. But let's talk about the first time. Now, we're going back 17 months here. We're going back. We're going to talk about the first time Retea reached out to her father, begging him, begging him to come home. He was on a, a business trip. Now, the parents are split up. Glenn and the mother, Leah, are, they're split up. Okay. Glenn's new wife. Now, Leah is the, the, the biological mother and Glenn's the biological father. Correct. Krista is his new wife. So if you read anything that has Krista in it, that's the, the his new wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just everyone on the same page. Parents are split up. At this point, Retea is living with the biological mother. The first time he knows anything about what's happening is from text, and he gets them on a, a plane when he's traveling. What's wrong? Ray's response came fast and riddled with typos, like she was typing frantically. Don asked me a question. If you love me and your father, you have to do this for me. Tell me what's wrong. Dad, please. You promised. Let me live with you. I'm on the plane. I have to turn my phone off. Tell me what's going on. You have to let me come and live with you and Krista. You're supposed to be my father. You are supposed to help. The attendant returned, bent down and asked more firmly, sir, can you turn your phone off? We're about to take off. Ray, I will call you when I get to Ottawa. I won't have Wi-Fi for an hour. If you love me, you will just do it. Please, just do it. Now, say I can live with you. That is a daughter in dire need right there. That is not like pleading. Why? (coughs) Well, Well, I'm going to tell you why. Well, one of the things that, I mean, uh, should I wait for you or should I give my theory? But do you know the story? I don't know the story, but the only thing I can think of is working with education is that there must be, like maybe there was something going on at school and like if you, depending on where the- She wants to transfer schools? Depending on where the father lived. And and this could be different in Canada than it is in the United States, but like in the United States, if you live in a certain district, you're assigned to a specific school. So if the father lived outside of where that school's was then she would not have to go to that school or something could have been going on in the neighborhood or something could have been going on with her mom i mean she clearly was in distress it took retea quite a while to disclose what happened to her parents and she only could do do so as she was curled up in the fetal position on the bathroom floor speaking softly she is defeated this is a 16 year old girl who is defeated in life that is terrible i think a lot of kids feel that way though nowadays and then you think Retea Retea was never popular and this is what she's telling her parents but they know she's not popular but she's not unpopular she's like right in the middle of the pack Mm -hmm. you know kind of in the gray area people don't hate her they don't love her she's just there she's just there she doesn't She's not unpopular, but she is. She's never had the the varsity football. She's never proud. Yeah, yeah. I she, can relate to that. That was good. She says that there was a new girl that came in. Her name was Amanda, and this her Amanda may be changed in the book. Okay, but this new girl who we will call Amanda. Amanda comes in. She's everything. She is, and, and they knew about Amanda before because she was all about Amanda. Oh, she's so popular. Did you know she wears makeup? She goes to all the parties. Every, when she walks in the room, it just glitters. Everyone loves her. And she's the new girl. She is the one. And guess what? She picked me to be her friend. So now it's like an instant. Now she's thrust 
into the popular popular crowd one night and this is what she's telling her parents was amanda friendly to her yeah for the first you know a little bit she tells her parents now as i said she is on the fetal in the fetal position on the bathroom floor whispering that there was a sleepover amanda and retea were going retea was going to sleep at amanda's house like girls do and at the sleepover they took a walk down the street and Amanda at some point says she she needs to she wants to stop by some boys home right down the street now here at the now these are the the actual names of the boys okay they were changed in the book but thanks to anonymous that uh the mask wearing guys mm-hmm. they're pretty much public so Two brothers lived at this house, Cole Shippian and Hunter Shippian. There were two other guys, and these are all teenagers, 16, I think is the highest age. Literally, the Hackers Anonymous made this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have said that. Yeah, the Anonymous Hackers, the ones with the mask. and The the, V for Vendetta mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they... Guy Fox. They were in this case. They've done a couple other cases that we've talked about. Sometimes I don't mention them, but this one's very important because... These are all underaged individuals. And as we'll get to, they came out and said, if something is not done, we will release these names. And that was the big threat. And they did. <laughs> they hacked all their Facebook accounts and everything else. So, and I'm just going to read this. This is from Anonymous, their post. As we have promised in the past, the accused are Cole Shippian, Hunter Shippian, Kyle Brimacome, and Cody Cosby. Cosby. Oh, what a good luck. We were just talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> All right. These were the four boys at the house. As I said, two brothers lived there. Amanda had dated one of the brothers before. So it was just kind of a get together, have fun thing. Now, one of the boys handed her a drink. It was vodka. The next morning, she woke up. Literally, you can separate those two sentences and that's what happened. One of the boys handed her a drink. It was vodka. The next morning she woke up. Uh, that, that is what happened. That's kind of ironic that Cosby was involved and there's also roofing involved. And I'm not making a joke. I'm just making Well, a joke. I'm not saying that there was roofing involved because they, the Some father. Some sort of drugs, well, right? So we can't actually say that, but I mean, there's a strong possibility of drugging, but it was never tested because the father or the mother unfortunately didn't know to test for that mm. i mean they wouldn't think two 16 year old brothers would roofie their daughter i mean this you know what I'm saying well and that's the problem is that like you like you don't expect that if you go if you're a teenager and you go to a house party and you don't expect there necessarily to be well i don't know today's a different day but like parents don't think about that most of that evening was a blackout for ray who had little experience with alcohol She knew she woke up the next morning on a bed in a basement bedroom between two boys she didn't know and didn't remember meeting the night before. Her clothes were on backwards and her glasses, which she rarely took off, even to sleep, were on a night table suggesting that someone else had placed them there. She fixed her clothes and fumbled her way to the door, her head pierced by the pain from a hangover, her legs weak and shaking. She found her Uggs and a mess of other shoes, all large boys running shoes. She stumbled in a daze to a bus stop when she was back at Leah's house. She crept back into bed, unsure of what what had happened the night before, if anything. She remembered kissing someone and someone else on top of her. She also recalled throwing up at some point out a window and she hit her head on the frame. It still hurt. She says, quote, I was drinking and then gone until I woke up between those boys. This is 17 months prior to her attempted suicide. Retea wasn't a drinker. 
She was 15 when this happened. There is a strong possibility that the boys, one of the boys had drugged her. Now the father says, when, when did it happen? And I'm just going to read this. I was so, so she shared publicly like with her parents what had happened something bad had happened when she yeah. was on the bathroom floor yeah pa- like right after though no pretty much right after yes. yeah pretty much right after i mean because this this all happens really quick i was trying to comprehend all of this to connect the dots where was retea that this could have happened i couldn't think it happened last weekend at amanda's sleepover and then the mother on the phone with the father there's something else it wasn't just one boy it might have been as many as four four boys might have raped our daughter now two of these boys are brothers four boys at the party and they rape her all of them so they took her to the hospital now this is a week after they did a test she has anal tearing bruises around her hips ankles and wrist which means she was either tied down or held down by multiple boys quote from her it's like my body isn't mine and i don't know how to connect with it end quote now let's uh Let's talk about the sad, really sad thing. That's not the really sad thing. No, that's infuriating. Like no, it is. Like, no one, fucking, but it gets no worse. One, Nicole's crying. Yeah, that's Look, hard. you made Nicole cry. <laughs> Ashley made me cry. No, I'm just kidding. Like no one fucking deserves that. No one. No one deserves that. But what is wrong with like what? I just don't understand what is wrong with people. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, and why? <laughs> like because they have parental issues they have trauma that they haven't dealt with and it's not okay to express your feelings like i'm not going to go on a rant i just need to take another drink but like but no you're just- you're probably going to go on a rant because we're about to get into cyberbullying right now now this is an unrelated case but i just want to bring this up real quick cyberbullying we've done a case before like this in my opinion it's after you hear this I think we should all contact Congress or whoever and make cyberbullying a felony and have real strong penalties. Make yeah. examples of people. We fucking should, but this case is in Canada and it's in the past. Like, what are we going to do? They and can I'm do the saying, same. Well, How about this? In 2011, this is in New York. In 2011, this unrelated case. I just want to bring you guys into cyberbullying. And then you can tell us all about it since you work for, you know, the school With system. what I do, yeah. Okay. In 2011, a 14-year-old named Jamie Rose Meyer killed himself from cyberbullying. Do you do you want to guess why he was bullied so relentlessly? Because he was gay. Because he listened to and posted about his passion for the music of Lady Gaga, which is an amazing artist. I fucking love Lady Gaga. She's she is an amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. I'm not gonna. I I can't. Okay, keep going. A Lady Gaga the, the, fan. The kill- fans want you to rant, Jen. So uh- they're like <laughs> rant, rant, Jen. No, I I'm getting so. <laughs> I'm getting so upset. I'm getting so mad. It gets mad. worse. It gets worse. I'm getting so mad. I just... A 14-year-old... Now, this is in 2011. I'm just bringing you guys into cyberbullying and how terrible it is. He killed himself because his peers ostracized him and sent him hate messages and death threats and everything else because he would post videos from Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, who was, who is and one of the most talented, because most artists out there nowadays are not very talented. She is, she was clear, and this is from, uh, this is from EW.com. Gaga was clearly devastated by this news, tweeting, 
The past days I've spent reflecting, crying, and yelling. I have so much anger. It is hard to feel love when cruelty takes someone's life. She later tweeted, bullying. Now, I like this too. I, I agree with this. She tweeted, bullying must become illegal. It's a hate crime. It is. It is. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. This must end. Our generation has the power to end it. You know what? She, you know, other than her music, just like just the stances that she takes that on in public and she's worked with the government and she has her own um, foundation for like she she I, I can't even express like how much I love Lady Gaga like she she's just an amazing human. She really yes. is. She really is. And yeah, she's talented as hell. She is. If you look up the paparazzi video uh, of her playing a piano in a radio station, uh-huh. it's an old video, but you'll just be like, my, you'll, you'll break down. And it be is. Like, oh, my God. Uh, it's so good. But like my favorite performance I, and I've seen her live several times. And really? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I am. I am. A that sub- is one concert you might be able to get John to go to. Well, she's not coming around this tour. She's not coming near here. She's the closest she'll be is in Atlanta, and she's yeah. playing at Fenway in August. And I considered getting tickets, but I just couldn't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll be able to make it work. But I've seen her live several times, and it, like I've seen her I, the past few times I've seen her. Like I've been general admission and like have waited literally since like seven in the morning to get like front row seats. You can't see her any differently anyway else, but she, oh, ah, love her. I'm not going to spend half an hour talking about it, though. I mean, I, I could. did like uh, A Star is Born. So- My favorite performance, though, that other than the concerts that I've been to is um, the VMAs, 2009 VMAs performance of Paparazzi. Classic. Now, you kids might not know this if you're, if you're 20 to 25 or younger, and there's no, nothing wrong with that, but back in our day, okay, the Napster day, kids would get kids would get serious would get serious <laughs> trouble yeah. for downloading music songs. Yeah, serious penalties. The the and in, in fact, it's, it's that's so true. Liar. I looked up the first one. It took me a while to figure out the first one. The first person sued was a twelve year old girl. And it's funny. I remember like in- Kazaa. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. But well, what I want to say is. We shouldn't make downloading music because that was a big thing. They were making examples. Yep. However, the, the biggest cyberbullying case that anyone can think of is Michelle Carter. She got 12 mm-hmm. months and half of that was three months of that was uh, dropped off. 12, 12 months. Did you guys, I sent a picture from the parking lot where they found I, him. Yeah, I remember that. So 12 months. And so just try to compare those. In the Napster days, if you guys don't remember that, oh my God, dude, it, they were making example out of example. But then you have case after case after case of kids hanging themselves. You're stealing money from a multi-million dollar artist and versus... That's the thing. You know well, what I, I mean? Don't get, I don't want to get off on that. But I'm just trying to go here. And let me just say... If, if celebrities cared as much about cyberbullying and kids being persecuted for their causes as they did about losing, I don't know, like $3 from people burning CDs on LimeWire, maybe the world would be a better place. But I mean, you think about how the world looks at celebrities and we put them up on this pedestal, but they're just normal people. And yes, they're in a position of power because everyone knows who they are and everyone loves what they do. But if they actually got 
got behind so- social justice causes then and and tried to make a difference and maybe i don't know donated their money to causes that count and can make a change then maybe they wouldn't be viewed in a negative light like sometimes they are you know it's just like use your power for good man like don't be greedy you don't need all the the 5.7 million dollar homes and all the 37,000 cars that you own and the acres of land like if you want to run this country and make a change like make a fucking change just go to your congressperson like go to your local government make a change like don't just sit there in your ivory tower and like be like oh tweet about it oh i'm so sad about this and i'm not saying that like like that's not how you get people to get behind your cause but like like do like do something about it fucking do something about it you have money you can make a change now it was Sorry, i'm still well mad. sad so she didn't this is this is uh I feel like just just the beginning of the rants this episode, so that's all good. <laughs> Thank you for the Jello shots. <laughs> oh, you can have this one too. I kind of want another shot, but I don't want Jello shots. Retea Parsons was raped by all four boys that night, but that wasn't the reason that she's tried multiple times to commit suicide. Mm. But this is this is gonna piss you the fuck off. Already more than I you already, go from. I just calm we're down. going from sad to you're gonna want to fucking knuckle punch someone. I'm already the- at the point where I want to <laughs> knuckle punch some people. He gave me their names, how I need their addresses, and people in Canada to go follow you through with red? it. But I can't do it because now I'm a public figure saying to go do it. So I don't condone violence just to be safe. I do. Fuck. I'm a veteran. <laughs> I mean, violence on bad people. There's more. There's a photo going around of it, of Ray. Kids are sharing it with each other. She's not wearing all her clothes. And a boy, Leah stopped. A boy what? I shouted. A boy is doing stuff to her, Leah said. I suddenly realized I was sweating. I took off my jacket and let it fall to the ground. Leah managed to explain that because of of a photo taken during the incident, Ray was receiving texts and social media messages from teens at her school saying she was a slut and a whore. Boys were asking her for repeat performance and girls were writing that if they ever saw her again, they would beat her up. They would beat her up because she was raped? Quote, I wake up and all I feel is darkness. Sleep is the only place I feel safe. It's like I wake up into a nightmare and I want the nightmare to stop. Now, this is her right here. Can you imagine your child, your 14, 15 year old son or daughter posting on her wall that she's a slut and a whore and to go kill herself this this girl right here can you imagine what what would you say to your son or your daughter if you caught them posting on on her wall on facebook or whatever social media that she should do a repeat performance your son says hey i heard you fuck boys can you come over here you know what honestly to be to be i would beat my son lifeless bro well the first thing well the first thing that came to mind is they wouldn't they wouldn't be able i would send i would i would get one of my pa friends to write a doctor's note saying to excuse them from school for like a week and a half because then they wouldn't actually be able to go to school but like knowing that dss would get involved that that's not a thing so i would turn them into the police i think that's the right thing to do because natasha. they need to like they need to face the consequences that is not okay that's not fucking okay Nat- like i don't understand sorry natasha right on the money she said isn't this child pornography yes it the is. Fo- this is the photo the photo is not out there the photo is child pornography it is not out there there's actually a group I think associate. I'm pretty sure associated with the family. It's on Facebook. It's like a report group. If the photo resurfaces, then they do actions to immediately take it down. The photo is child pornography. This is this is a 15 year old girl and, and the the other boys too. I mean, this is por- this is child porn. 
So the photo is not and should not ever be available. But if it is, there are report groups, I guess, to take it down. But this is the photo described. Retea is drunk. She is almost naked. I guess the pants pulled down. One of the boys is up against her inside of her. She is hanging out the window of... Remember, so she went on a walk with Amanda and they stopped at the two brothers' house. Mm -hmm. She's hanging out the window, either throwing up or had just thrown up. The boy that I guess is inside of her is raping her raping her is giving a thumbs up and a smile to the camera like this and he posts it on his social media saying he's getting lucky that's fucking fucking terrible i feel like a vein's gonna pop out of my neck <laughs> pretty like, soon Jen, jen's gonna blow up <laughs> like this is why i do what i do like but like it is hard to stop the spread of this shit i get it but at the same time this is child porn I get it. Kids are stupid. They do stupid fucking things and think that that is like... Well, it's not just the kids. We're going to talk about these parents of the kids here in a second. (laughs) And then Nicole's going to blow up. Both both hosts are going to blow up. This is going to be me. Her friends, who she's had since elementary school, immediately after this photo is posted, start sharing it, calling her a whore, a slut. The family goes to the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The Mounties. They want, all they wanted is this photo of child porn confiscated. They don't want any charges. They want to, because this photo is getting spread through the school halls, through the locker, the lockers and, and the gym classes and in class, in class, they're picking up their cell phones and they're sending it. In class. Oh, yeah. That, I, I'm they're not sending, surprised by that. Yeah. Ki- every kid is sending child porn to each other in class. Because they don't understand what the consequences are and what that really means. Like, I, I haven't had, well, yeah, actually, I have dealt with a, a case similar. But they sh- the, but- the, the school should have been like, this is, this is a felony. They wanted the photo confiscated. The best that the police have done in this case was say that the family couldn't use Retea's name because she's a minor and you can't disclose the names of child in child porn, which is fucking like, who cares, right? The next phone call they received was November 22nd. The RSCMP handed the file to a detective constable, Patricia Snare, and basically they didn't do anything, and which is why Anonymous came in. Uh, you know, after this happened, all they told her was Ray needs to be interviewed again. So she gave a full interview. And then two months later, they There's call her photographic fucking. Yeah, evidence. It, exactly. There's photo. And all they wanted was it to be confiscated and then, you know, not passed around. So now they're like, she needs to do an interview again. So in her mind, she's thinking, why you can charge? Do they not believe me? The RCMP would take the next two years stringing the family along and blatantly lying to them about progress being made. They did nothing. Her school did nothing either. One of her true friends, the one of the friends that stayed, now her friends are from elementary school, turned on her. But one friend, Beth, was so disturbed by this, she went to the guidance counselor and begged, begged, sitting there, please, my friend is depressed. She's suicidal. This is a torment. The teachers know that this is happening. Everyone knows it's going through the school. The guidance counselor told Beth that because the incident happened off school grounds and the photograph was being sent around virtually, i.e. not at the school, it was out of the school's hands and Beth shouldn't talk about it any further. (laughs) She ends about to fucking light on fire. I think I'm like, my hair's going to fall out. Jen, this might calm you down a little bit. 
So after that happened, this comes up. You want to tell us what that is? Group supporting Retea's Parsons alleged rapist accidentally exposed their identities on Facebook. What's the title of that Facebook group? Retarded Parsons. And what's on her neck? This is after... A noose. A noose. This is after her attempted and they suicide. Like, and they like crossed her eyes out to make her look like she had a disability this is after when we first started when she hung herself this is after this is what they put up there that makes me mad i'm still i'm still on the whole school counselor part but that also makes me mad yes all right let's just add let's just let's just all bundle this up for you yeah i don't want to keep interrupting (laughs) with my rants like go ahead no i just like you shouldn't talk about i can't even finish a sentence i'm so mad like if, if, if if you know about something all right Granted, if something didn't happen on school grounds, and that's one thing. However, if it's reported to you, you should at least consult your administration to see if that's something that is that you should be dealing with. Because it's child because, porn. No, no, I'm not. But, no, 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 I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about the the, the sharing oh. of the child oh, okay. porn. I'm not talking about that. If she and, and this is a friend, so if the friend reported it, you got to get the first hand account. Like if the friend reported it, it's just hearsay, so you can't necessarily you can't necessarily make a report if it'd be one thing if if nevea came to i'm sorry not the nevea retea came to um came to the counselor and said this happened off school grounds then the counselor would need to well in the united states like i said i don't know how canada works but in the united states we're mandated reporters so you need to make a report that this happened but if if that student, if the friend came, you need to consult your administration and be like, hey, this happened. And then they can tell you further about what to do. You don't tell a kid to not talk about it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Who is this school counselor? I need to find them and make sure that they're not employed anymore because that is not okay. That is not okay. That's not okay. It's just. So. And then. And, and then. <laughs> and then. No, keep going because I, I need to laugh now. So keep going. And then, so so the kid said, uh, and then there's the whole child pornography is being shared virtually. Yes, it's fucking happening at your school. You don't, you can't say that it's not happening in class. And this happens all the fucking time. Not necessarily with yes. child pornography, which does happen, but, but with fights. It's the worst. Someone gets into a fight in the hallway, that video is shared immediately, and everyone in the fucking school has access to it. Oh, like, shit. They, like they don't care like these kids don't fucking know what to share and what not to share they just do it for clout to be like oh i got the video oh i got the video like do you know how many times kids have tried to show me fight videos and be like oh coach collins check you this out ruin someone's life like there was a fight that happened this year at school that someone like literally got knocked unconscious on the bathroom floor and like coach collins look at this and i'm like no no i don't want to fucking see it and you need to delete that and and then they get well not just delete it and then they get consequences at least in our school like if you have the video you get like if if you're sharing the video you get you get you get consequences for sharing those things if you're sharing child pornography even if you're in possession of the child pornography and you don't share it that's that's you can be penalized for that because you're in possession of it surely the parents of the the rapist Paul hunter shippian cow rimcomi and cody cosby have something to say oh yeah they probably said my kid wasn't there 
right? That's not my kid. She, or or they blame no, it on the victim. They say she this. was drunk. They say this. She couldn't give or decline consent when she had a throat full of underage cock. That's a parent that said that? This is a parent, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Are I'm, you fucking kidding me? No, a I'm parent serious. said that? Yeah, the, and the parent, there's not the only parent. We're going to go over some parents. Oh. When she had a throat <laughs> full of underage cock, you're going to talk about a kid that was raped like that? What the fuck is wrong with you? This is like... like what is wrong with you? And she does. She couldn't decline, or or she couldn't decline consent because she was under the influence of a drink, a drink that one of your kids gave her. And even if she, even if she could, you know, even if she, if she was. Well, she was tight until she started getting it in with everyone. And how are you going to say important a dad of a rapist? I can't even read um, this. Comical, important, 19. And keep talking shit because I know um, your face, your car, where you live, and what you do. So keep getting lippy, bud. You might be going to visit your daughter. Have a good day, Glenn Canning. That was also one of the fathers. The One of the fathers also changed the Wikipedia page to say that she wasn't allegedly raped. She wanted it. And this is illegal. You can't change. No, it, I learned this from the anonymous uh, video. I didn't know this, but... If someone, if you post on your social media account something illegal, you can't hide behind the fact that, oh, maybe, you know, my son got on there or someone hacked my account. And this is interesting. The IP address and social media account is similar to you driving a car. You get stopped and there's a bunch of drugs in your car. Your social media account is yours. Even if someone hacked it or whatever, that's still your responsibility. You're still liable, right? Yeah. So if you're driving this car with drugs in it, the cop's not going to be like, oh, okay, it's not yours. We'll just take these drugs and get on. You're, like, you're getting arrested and you're going to tell us who did it. Or so, someone's going to fess up or you, right. everyone's getting the, the punishment here. Right. So it's the same thing. If you do, if you post anything online, you can't say that your account was hacked or whatever. Like, it's your responsibility. I didn't know that. Anyway, <sighs> this is, but like, I'm sorry. There's, I'm so there's a, that, re, re, what is it? Retaya. Uh, id account. Oh, oh retarded. Oh, how they're saying yeah. it's retarded. It yeah. was taken down by Facebook, but somebody did... Fortunately, save it all. So I'll put this on the um, uh, maybe oh, on the website. Oh, machine. But this is this is everyone that was involved in it. Now I want to say before you guys, if you guys go and look up these people, because these are real people. Most of the ones involved deleted their Facebook accounts. But like this is the uh, the sister Letitia Morgan Brimcomb. Some of these were added, not wanting to be added. So I don't know. I guess Facebook, you can add people. And they didn't know. Because some people say that, like, why am I in this group? Get me the fuck out of here. How did you add me type of shit? But this is pretty disturbing. I think rape, this is from Amber Rose. I think rape was actually a drunken, sloppy night. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I mean, you could just read these. These are fucking terrible. I terrible. don't want to read them. And, and these are also the parents are in, in here, too. The parents are in here, too. Um, he, just real quick. Here's a, like, I'm just going to pull these up real quick. Yes, she was bullied. Yes, she died. All horrible. It never should have gone that far, but there was no rape. She should have been honest and sucked up the embarrassment. Maybe she could have not put several penises in her mouth that night. It was from once someone said that. Oh, here you go. This is uh, from some of the parents here. You want to read some of this stuff? They were cheering for her death. Some of these were adults. I just want to say that I'm laughing at her death. Fuck the Parsons. LOL. She died. She died like a bitch. Lame people like her need to die. 
Okay, so you know how I was talking about reversing the pyramid earlier? These are the fucking people that don't need to reproduce. This like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, so, uh, and, and this is, I'm pulling from my, when I was away back home in Massachusetts, like, you need to teach people respect. Okay, so I was at home, and my sister and I were in line at a cushion and creamery at the ice cream shop, which is like a really popular ice cream shop. I have a point, believe me. So we were in line. The line is like out the door. It's literally from like that tree to where I'm sitting right now. Like this place is popular. So we're in line and then all of a sudden this guy, he like one of his friends goes, hey, like they weren't together. They were just like friends with each other. He brings his son over in line and they're talking and he cuts the line. And not only does he and his son cut the line, then he brought over like three other people that were in his family and they all cut the line. And I'm like, you can't teach your kids that that's okay because entitlement. You need, it's entitlement. And it's like, okay, it'd be one thing if you were like, together with that guy like being like oh yeah hey man like okay here you are that's that's what but like he literally like his family didn't even know that that they were going to meet up with that friend because the the family was walking to the back of the line and then he called his family over to the front of the line and yes it was only like it was like five people and like one party but still i was pissed because you know you can't just you can't just do that you can't chat and cut calling it back to curb your enthusiasm if you guys know what i'm talking about but like you like it starts there like you need to teach your children like respect and how to like teach your children well they will tell yeah okay so like that just bothered me i wanted to blast that motherfucker out on on public because that really bothered me and like these people should not be these are the parents i understand that (laughs) these are the people that don't need to have kids if you're gonna act like that like it's one thing to defend your children but another thing to be like lol she died like what the fuck is is wrong after she attempted suicide like what the fuck now we're gonna go through her ptsd she she had her phone off at one point for three days she turned it back on there were hundreds of messages and notifications calling her names and sending her threats i'm gonna read these because these are bad one of them said you had a foursome with my friends what about me you slut you tried to steal our boyfriends we're going to come after you we have the photo and we're making sure everyone gets it these are all separate slut whore she wanted it she's good for one thing and one thing only a gangbang a friend of amanda's wrote you did this to hurt amanda you are jealous of her life her community you are just such trash we will follow you with this wherever you go you will never have a life again a long-term friend of hers named patty from elementary school wrote on retea's facebook wall and this is the quote that sticks out this is what you will see on the story she just wrote on the Facebook wall, quote, sluts are not welcome here. Loser, whore, die, Retea, die. Why don't you just go and kill yourself? Your life is nothing more. Jesus Christ, dude. Your life is nothing more than a rag anyways. At this point, at this point, Retea's mother is calling the kids that are posting this on her wall, calling the parents to say, your kid, look what your kid just posted. They told my daughter to go kill herself. Soon after she started contacting the parents, she got notifications from the parents saying the following. She loved what happened to her. That's the kind of girl she is. You don't even know your daughter. Another woman writes on Facebook, I don't know how Retea could have kept her hands off them. Another one simply said she got what was coming to her. Pretty terrible. So let's talk about her PTSD. She obviously had it. She couldn't. I'll be right back. Hold on. Keep going. Where are you going? I'm getting. Okay, okay, okay. Are you crying? Oh, shit. Yes. (laughs) Well, this is Ashley's fault. (laughs) 
Following this, she would constantly be in the shower. She would wash her hair, clean her nails with a coarse brush. She would soak in the bath. Ba she would soak in the bath over and over and over and over and over all day long. She would let the water drain out. She would sit there with a blank stare on her face, fill the tub up again, do it all again, all day. She was afraid to go to school. She had nightmares. She had PT. This is PTSD. She had panic attacks. That's PTSD. She had anxiety, anxiety, terror, nightmares. Her blood pressure rose. Heavy breathing, nausea. Anything was a trigger for her. That is PTSD. Her sleep never lasted long and was punctuated by nightmares. Sometimes I stayed to be there when she woke up. And when she did wake, she would often be choking and perspiring, reaching for the hand of whoever was near her. When she stayed at my house with Krista and me, she would cry out in the night for me. I would come running and place my hand on her back. Just knowing Leah or I were near, nearby seemed to comfort her. She was found, she did find comfort in her old diary entries. And this is her trying to recreate herself. She's trying to put herself back together. But as you'll see, it, it wasn't, it, that was a futile task. It could never happen. The second police interview was November 29th, 2001. At that point, she said that she, at one point she remembered at the night sitting up and telling a boy that was on top of her to stop. That's the only thing that she can remember. At 16, she was assigned a rape counselor. I guess in Canada, you have to be at least 16. On her birthday, December 9th, her mother scheduled her for her appointment. Wait a minute. I <laughs> Don't get up. It, what, it is what it is. Her parents decided to change schools from Coal Harbor High, where this was going around, to Dartmouth. They also tried Citadel. Then Ray asked a really great question, which stuck out to me. She said, quote, if I didn't do anything wrong, why should I have to go to a different school? End quote. Her father goes to get some of her artwork she was working on at the time. And the expression on her face was one of terror. It was the first time, and this is from the father, it was the first time I saw that she was deathly afraid of other young people. The art teacher, they didn't change schools yet. The art teacher had thrown the art away. Not not of his fault, of his own, but through the, through the students, they were saying that she is moved on to a different school so it was his mistake but it he just got then picked up through the students they were all saying oh she moved out to a different school and i mean and he he did apparently from what glenn Kenny said felt awful about it well i i i commiserate with her if i did nothing wrong why do i have to go to a different school that's so sad but like at the same time when all of this is going around the student body like I wouldn't want to be associated with that. I wouldn't. I mean, people. I yeah. understand what she's saying, but like, I wouldn't want to go back to that school. Yeah, I understand that she probably just wants to go back and go back to normal. But once something like this has happened, there, 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 you have to make a new normal. It's not going to go back to the way that it was. As much as you want it to, as much as you try to make it that way, it's not. Like, and it's probably it's it, like if I was her parents, I would try to tell her like, listen, like. I want you to feel safe, but it's not a safe place for you. All of this is happening. You're getting bullied. Like they're trying to do what's best for her by sending her to a new school. So you think the answer is a new school? Um, I think that a, a start. I think it's a it's a good start. I think that what you're going to tell me is that this has gotten around to all of the schools in the area, which is not going to give her a brand new reputation like she needs. Social media is everywhere. You, like anyone can see it. It's not limited to someone's school. That's like the harm in it. The only way, I mean, like, 
when something like this as big as what it is has happened like a new fucking move yeah you gotta move out of state she says quote people aren't supposed to touch other people's things without their permission it's like these people are trying to delete me dad that art meant something to me people are supposed to respect each other's things why do people destroy each other and things that matter so obviously everything worked out because she transferred schools pretty far away. Everything was going good. New clothes, new backpack. She's feeling confident. She's ready to go. New life completely. This is the first day of school. Everything's going great. She felt good. She felt like returning. Then just before the final bell, a message popped up on her phone. It was a friend of Amanda's. She said she knew that Ray was at Dartmouth High and that she would be waiting out front to beat her up. The girl implied that she was going to send the photo to everyone she knew at Ray's new school and wherever she went, she would be followed. The next time the police called was in March. They said now they have evidence, but they wouldn't say what it was and they never returned any of the calls again. March 24th, 2012, we're going to after the new school and everything. So she went to a new school, Nicole, and then the first day everything was going great. And then she got a text message saying that I know you're here. I'm waiting out front to beat you up and we're going to send the photo everywhere. She she can't go anywhere. I mean, honestly, I would as as a 16 year old in high school, male or female opinions of other kids fucking matter a lot. That's all that matters. Now, March 24, 2012, she's living with her aunt. She is way out living with her aunt at this point. Changed her whole life. They're li- she's living at a, a cabin. She's seeing the sunset, everything else. March 24, 2012, the aunt walks up the stairs. She noticed muddy footprints on the stairs. Everything's quiet. The guest room was door was shut. She pushed it open. On the light fixture, a black belt, her black belt, was knotted around it and she sees Retea. This was her first suicide attempt. Quote, I didn't want to do it. I just wanted the nightmare to stop the noise in my head. After this, she begs her father to put her in a mental health facility. Begs her. Be- begs him. Begs him. And I mean, he does. He complies. Quote, I want to live, dad. I want to get better. I need help. She actually lied to the counselor and, say that she- and said that she was on meth. And all kinds of drugs because they didn't want to admit her. And then she says, I'm addicted to drugs, meth, cocaine, anything just to get into that facility because she knows she's going to kill herself. She knew like it's horrible. And, and that's the worst part is that like if you don't take someone seriously when they say that they're they're going to kill themselves, like like we when when someone comes to me and they they say that they have suicidal ideation or they're planning like we have to do a whole um, assessment to see where they're at. And normally if it's high enough, then yeah, we're going to send them to go get admitted somewhere. Like we, but the thing is now we can't say to the parent, you have to take them. We have to, we like, we have to say, we strongly recommend that you take them. We can't tell them, go send them now. They can't come back before they need to, they, they see you to be a doctor, which used to be a thing. But now we have to say, we strongly recommend it. But if someone says they're going to fucking kill themselves, you shouldn't have to lie and say that you're on meth to, to be admitted somewhere. Like, that's, that's a problem. That is a problem. Quote, if I leave this place, I will die. She started to cut herself. She used a zipper on her jeans and then paper clips that she would steal from the nurses and ballpoint pens. So they didn't no, they didn't see this? They didn't see her cutting herself or self-harming no. or anything? No, I don't want to get into how they dropped the ball. But. but I mean, like, for real, though, like, you need to look out for these kids. Okay, sorry. She, she showed me her hacked up arms. Quote, watching the blood come out is like watching the pain leave. 
She cut so deep that her bed sheets had to constantly be thrown away because they were completely blood red. Her father had, now this is in the mental hospital. Her father had to bandage her up like a baby and rock her. Now, I didn't get get into Retea a lot, but I want to say this is one of the smartest young individuals I've ever seen. If you're into science, especially science fiction like Isaac Asimov and Stephen Hawking's, which is not science fiction, but science uh, nonfiction. If you're into that, you would also enjoy this book because she was. And a lot of her conversations with her dad talks about black holes and multiple universes and, and stuff like that. It's is way over my head as a 36 year old, someone that reads science all the time. She I can tell that she understands that stuff way better than me. She's a very smart individual. You know, it's also sad to think about, though, if you're someone who deals with depression or is dealing with PTSD or or trauma like that she's dealing with, you would hope that multiple universe theory exists because in one of those universes, you won't be dealing with what she's dealing with. The father bandaged her up and rocked her like a baby. The police continued to do nothing. Anonymous got involved. They threatened to release the names. They did because the police did nothing. All the police said was, okay, Anonymous, we'll we'll do it, but you just come down here and file a police report. Obviously, they're not because they're, you know, hackers. They're not going to come in. They gave them a certain time period they said, if you don't do that, we have all the evidence we need. We've already hacked all these kids' Facebook accounts. We will release their names. And they did. And they sure as hell did. <laughs> I mean, I, I am not fucking with that anonymous group. Fuck that. What do you guys think about the anonymous group? Like, do you think they're like Robin Hoods of the internet? Or like, do you think it's problematic? No, I mean, I, I don't want to get into that, but. At, I mean, in this particular case, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. They released all the four boys' names. I said them earlier. So, but that that's the boys' names, man. You can still find, like, one of them still has his Facebook account. I'm like, dude. <laughs> watching the blood come out is like watching the pain leave. The police continued to do nothing. They pressed the family. When the family pressed them, they claimed that they had, quote, conflicting evidence, which is crazy because what did the family want? All they wanted was to get the picture out of circulation. What conflicting evidence? They're not even concerned about four boys raping their daughter. They just want the picture. She's not going to kill herself because of the rape, because there's that would eventually fade out. But a photo, a photo that cannot, that is just passed around and the school's not doing anything to stop it. She thinks she's worthless and she's starting to believe this. Well, the school's not doing anything. The police aren't doing anything. So maybe I am a slut. That's what she's probably starting to think. You know, maybe maybe they are right. Maybe I maybe should. Maybe I did do something wrong. Maybe I should just go kill myself. I mean, what what do they expect? It's, it's crazy. So I don't know what this, con- quote, conflicting evidence they had was. I guess they interviewed the boys and they were like, nah, she wanted it. Ain't no tearing. You remember the... The uh, yeah. when she went, she went she want. Uh, do you want anal tearing? No. You think that's that's something that someone wants? Oh yeah, just do it so hard that no. there's anal tearing. Stop! I'm already clenching my butt cheeks. Like no, they didn't. She didn't want that. She was most likely drugged. She had no idea what was going on. All right, let's finish this up. We're back in the hospital. She attempted suicide from where I started off. This was attempted suicide. I hope where you are going next is as wonderful as Cozumel, I whispered, leaning down close, my lips touching Ray's ear, her soft, milky skin still warm. I'm sorry, I said, so sorry I couldn't have helped you. And that's when the machines beeped erratically a few times. A nurse came into the room, checked Ray's pulse, and then pressed the intercom for a doctor. People came and went. 
Leia on one side of the bed, holding one of Ray's hands, me on the other doing the same. Ray passed then. The last part of her brain died, gone within seconds. Gone. Like she knew if she hung on any longer, she'd be taking more than just herself. One of the things that the father remembers her saying before she died was this. She said, quote, God's abandoned me. The devil has done more for me. Damn. That's it. She's dead. Attempted suicide. Yeah, she but she she was brain dead after that. And that's it. That's the story. So tell me those motherfuckers were charged with something. What do you think? Well, it's Canada, so probably not. Um, Yeah, they're charged. One year probation. Child, child pornography. I'm not Alaskan <laughs> Avenger them. <laughs> the uh, worst charge was one year probation. Jesus Christ. That's and why that, I like, brought up the Napster thing, man. They were putting 12-year-olds in prison. In prison for years. <laughs> for fucking years. Yeah. The really, really hard thing is that this is... This is what is, it's the norm mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be, but it is. And we were actually like, ironically talking about like shit like Bill Cosby earlier. This is why women don't come forward. It, it hurts my heart. And I will, I, I think I can now like say, um, and I, I think I've said this in a couple episodes a long time ago, I was sexually assaulted when I was a freshman in college. Um, and I remember thinking like, maybe it was kind of my fault. Was it kind of me? Did, I was drinking, but I wasn't that drunk. I told this person to stop, stop, stop. And I, w I was a lucky one. I ran away because this person tried to take off his clothes. And that was my way to get out the door. And I had history class with this motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, my What's his freshman name? year. You tell him what their name is. <laughs> tell the people what his name is. We'll get I, him. I honestly don't remember his last name. His name was Damien. And I remember... Damien, like demon. <laughs> Damien. And I remember I barely told anyone. I didn't even tell my fucking therapist at the time that this happened. I didn't tell anyone because I was ashamed because I felt like it was my fault because I thought that maybe I was because I was a little bit drunk. I was inviting this whole thing. I wasn't interested in him at all. Like I, I, there was like somebody that I really, really cared about who was my sister's friend. And I, like he was actually the only person I told and I kept it to myself. Slowly, I maybe told a couple people that, like, this guy was not a good guy. And I kicked myself every day because it happened again to somebody else from the same guy. Mm. And I blamed myself afterwards. She had the courage to speak up and report this person. I, I, I think he was suspended, expelled something. This was in college. It was, uh, like, very different times. And I was like, that's the th like, I was fucking lucky and that shit happened. But I didn't say anything because I felt like somehow it was me. Like maybe I was afraid, like maybe I invited it. Maybe I like allowed the kissing part of it and that was okay. And that impacted every single fucking relationship I ever had afterwards. John was the only relationship I ever really had afterwards. And, you know, it just it, that like I, I can't, could not help but get emotional because I think about how, like I was lucky. I was lucky. And I'm not going to get into politics. And I think about how how difficult other people who maybe aren't so lucky may have it now in the U.S. And like that's 
That's another fucking hard thing. But it is still hard when you think maybe you did something wrong or or hey, like you you, you can't help but question yourself. And I do 100 percent. I am a survivor. I like I am strong. I came out the other side, but I was fucked up for a long fucking time. I couldn't like my whole approach to life was different. Oh, I couldn't really? just oh, trust shit. people anymore. And I, I can't even comprehend like what that would be like because i mean except for i mean well i i don't you're seeing a total like you're seeing the counselor side of me and be like how could somebody fucking say something like that like, to somebody but i mean like as women like like most most women i mean we're brought up to be like oh like that guy like oh that guy he's so cute like you need to impress him you need to yep. do this you need to do that and then it's like you're you know making out with him at a party it's like oh my god this is finally happened and, and then it's like oh no, no 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 i don't want it no i don't don't that's, want it that's but not that's what i not, asked for but that's not like but then it's like it's like I, i'm not in your position i can't speak to it and i can't even imagine what that was really like but just to be like that's kind of what we're taught is to be like submissive and to be like okay like let's just pretend it never happened actually but, because it's easier but and it was yeah. that's the other weird thing like it it was easier for me to just be like you know what maybe it didn't happen quite the way i remembered it yeah and yeah yeah but see she had a photo of it that's i can oh like picturing like if that happened and it was just like bombarded her fucking ruined me it was all across the school her her the photo circulated even when she transferred schools and it wasn't just the photo it was but the girls telling her that they're gonna beat her up and guys saying hey do you want to come fuck me since you fuck these other but guys listen but but here's the thing she had a photo and she was still being threatened people like that went through like what nicole went through and and worse that don't have photos only have what they have experienced and you don't get to say look this is the proof that this happened it's just oh it's just she's saying that because she didn't really want to get she doesn't want people to know that she wanted to fuck this guy no that's not the thing like women are abused and raped all the time and they only have their word versus the man's word which in and society is worth more than what the woman that's says because we're taught that we just need to fucking take it and that's not okay all right so anyway that's the story that was requested by our good friend talco supremo ashley if you guys want to request your own story just support us uh patreon.com and type in talk murder to me podcast ashley Ashley, this was wow, Thank Ashley. you for oh. requesting this yes, story. Yes, that was a, a, a beautifully tragic story. So anyway, we're about to do another story that is just insane, and it's not uplifting, I and mean, it's still serial killer, but it's the but, the buttermilk bluebeard. Do you need me to go get the, <laughs> the dairy pirate? Out of the-, <laughs> the dairy pirate. I mean, has anyone has anyone pondered on why someone would call him the dairy the, the buttermilk? Oh, you were going to say why I'm anyone not- call him the dairy pirate? <laughs> Anyway, um, we're going to do that next. And um, so if you want to stay for that, uh, become a Talco Supremo. And for for the middle tier, the $5 tier, we'll have that available right after uh, we're finished. And if you don't want to interact and stuff. But the next episode is more interactive. All right. So that's all I got. That was the Retea Parsons story. Very sad. I'll put those photos on talkmer.com. And, and, and that's it. So I'm sitting here with Jen and nicole and this is talk murder me podcast we release episodes every tuesday thursday at 9 a.m eastern standard time we record live stream every saturday at 1 p.m eastern standard time if you like this and you you like this type of content and you're more into the alien stuff you can follow my 
my uh, alien channel and i had the link in the description below it's johnny llama and i do like we do live streams every tu tuesday at and thursday at 6 p.m 6 p.m eastern standard time so anyway that's all i got and until next time good night you lovely lovely people